Welcome to Running in Pursuit Podcast, a weekly podcast where we discuss what it looks like to follow after Jesus in ministry and everyday life, as well as another passion of ours, sports. I'm your host, Dusty Durbin, pastor of Big Level Baptist Church, and I'm alongside Connor Pounders, youth pastor of Big Level Baptist Church. Connor, how are you today, man? Doing great, man. How are you? I am doing excellent. I want to apologize to our listeners for not getting a podcast out last week. Uh, we got pretty busy here, and um, no excuses, uh, but but we're going to get back on track today. Getting it back out. That's right. Uh, you know, last week was supposed to be the uh, 2020 Southern Baptist Convention in Orlando, Florida, but yep. uh, that got changed, right? We... Uh, because of COVID-19, uh, we were not able to gather. And it was really heartbreaking, Connor. That, that since 2010, Orlando, in fact, uh, 2010 was my very first convention, and it mm. was in Orlando. And uh, it was hard not getting to go this year. Uh, it's only the second time. Uh, so technically, I've only missed one convention since we didn't have a convention this year. So you, uh, were, the, you were the young gun when it came to all that. Well, I'm still Back a young gun, man. 2010, <laughs> I would have been 24. Yeah. So, yeah, I was super young. Uh, but, but you know, I, I believe in the work of our convention. Mm-hmm. You know, I believe that if we are part of the Southern Baptist Convention, that we need to, we need to participate, right. you know, in decisions. It is said every year at the convention and, and all throughout the year on blogs, but uh, decisions are made by those who are in the room. And, mm-hmm. and... Churches, you know, there's no reason for us not to have uh, 40, uh, right, 47,000 people at a convention. Right. You know, if, if every church, we have what, uh, according to our statistics in 2019, uh, we have 47,530 roughly Southern Baptist churches. Mm-hmm. If every church sent one messenger, we would have 47,000 people. Wow. Now, I know that's not feasible, but... Uh, we should be close to that number. Yeah, we should. Um, because what we do is so important. You know, we we were founded as a convention in 1845, and the cooperative program began in uh, 1925 for the purpose of uh, fully funding missionaries. We uh, we started as a convention, uh, at least uh, one of the main reasons, and the main reason we're a convention today is because of global missions to. Uh, make disciples around the world. We, we partner together as local churches uh, to to reach our community, to reach our nation with the gospel in a way that one church cannot do it by ourselves. Right. We can do a lot more together. We can. Mm-hmm. We can. You know, uh, very few churches can can fund even one missionary by themselves. Right. But together. Uh, as, as like I said, forty-seven thousand, uh, for almost forty-eight thousand uh, churches, we can fund three thousand, almost four thousand global missionaries. Mm-hmm. On top of that, we fund missionaries right here in, in our own nation through the North American Mission Board, and so uh, we have a hand in, in global missions. Yeah, and it's awesome to to be able to do that, even if you're not in a position to be able to go. Um, our Southern Baptist Convention and with our churches in general are, are really good about giving. Yeah, absolutely. Um, to the uh, Cooper program. You're, you're right. You know, our church we we give uh, according to our 2008 AC 18 2018 ACP report mm-hmm. uh, 2019. I can't remember now. 
Uh, we gave right at fifty thousand wow. uh, dollars on our yeah. budget. So it come out to like seventeen point some percent of our budget we gave to Great Commission giving. Yeah, uh, ten point some percent was to the cooperative program, or through the cooperative program, mm-hmm. uh, and. Um, four point some percent was given through our association and then our other offerings. And so uh, when churches partner together and, and are sacrificial in their giving, we can we can have an impact globally uh, right. and locally with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Especially especially right now during this whole COVID, we have we got missionaries um, in here in the states and across the country that we need to be supporting um, who are, you know, having probably having a little bit of trouble anyway. Um, but I'm I'm thankful that we're not um, we're not cutting any kind of funds um, for those missionaries right now. Yeah, it's my understanding while while belts are being tightened and um, money is being being there's some freezes on hiring freezes mm-hmm. and but from my understanding, no missionary or church church planter is uh, losing funds. Right. Now, I could be wrong on that. And, and that a big part of that is churches are faithful to give. Yeah. Uh, some churches can be more faithful. Yeah. Um, uh, but, but we're faithful, and, and it's a blessing to be part of it. You know, people sometimes ask, well, why are you Southern Baptist, right? And, mm-hmm. and my answer to that question is, well, I grew up Southern Baptist, but that's not why I'm Baptist. That's not mm-hmm. why I'm Southern Baptist. I, I am Southern Baptist for two-prong, right, for two reasons. One, I believe in our statement of faith, the Baptist Faith and Message 2000. I, I hold to that. Now, some will say, well, you can hold to the Baptist Faith and Message 2000 and not be Southern Baptist. I agree. Mm-hmm. And so the, the second reason I'm Southern Baptist is why we exist. We, we cooperate together for the sake of the spread of the gospel globally. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are the largest mission, a, missions agency worldwide. Right. Um, and we have one focus and one goal. So while we still have we have uh, with you know, family fights within our convention, and and if we would have had the convention in in, in Orlando last week, it would have been uh, a tense at times because we have some infighting. But if we can agree on the majors and uh, within the umbrella of the Baptist faith and message, we could do great work. Yeah, and we have done great work. You know, not only do we do missions, but uh, we. We have six major seminaries that, that are investing in thousands of uh, faithful men and women who will serve uh, in local churches and around the globe. Which, by the way, I sent in for my Midwestern t-shirt last week and still hadn't gotten it. They're, and they're I'm, seeing, out there. I'm seeing pictures of so many people that have gotten there. <laughs> they, they'll send it to you. So if you're uh, out there, I want my shirt. I hear you. You know, I'm thankful for Midwestern. I'm, I'm actually taking... Uh, Hebrew uh, the oh. summer and Hebrew in the fall through Midwestern. It's two classes that I'd never took uh, yeah. in, in my other studies, and so I, I'm enjoying it. Uh, but I know it's very early uh, on. So, are you finding it easy or hard? Or you know, it's it's hard, but it's easier in this stage of my life. Okay, uh, I, I'm 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 learned how to prioritize my time better mm-hmm. now than yeah. ten years ago, uh, yeah. or or you know, 13 years ago, whenever I started school, 16 years ago, I guess I started school, yeah. college in 2004. So I don't know. Uh, so it's, it's easier in the sense that I'm putting more time mm-hmm. and I'm not cramming. I'm, I'm, you know, waking up 4.30 every morning. And um, this morning I woke up 3.30 and, and just, just spending time uh, in, in the word. Uh, it's been time in prayer. 
and then I put time in, in schoolwork yeah. and uh, and then come to the office. Somewhere. That's awesome. So, in the spirit of the the convention, what are some of your favorite things uh, about the convention that you like? Okay, this is going to sound very nerdy, mm-hmm. but I like the business. Okay, I, I like uh, to. I, I like what we do. We we yeah. we show up in the room. Um, there's there's motions that are made. I miss sometimes you get some really off the wall motions, mm-hmm. um, things that you're thinking. Now they're going to call that out of order. And <laughs> if you just know the rules, right? Yeah. Uh, people will get up and try to to have the convention tell an entity what to do. And and Can't I just think that. it's so funny. You can't. Yeah. Right. The, the convention can request entities to do some things. But but the entity is governed by its mm-hmm. um, uh, board of trustees, and so th- there's other off the wall things that are happening. Like one time, somebody made the motion to defund ERLC, and that was just overwhelmingly was was denied. <laughs> uh, I miss I do miss the business. Uh, I enjoy that while we gather. Right. In fact, the convention only meets those two days a week. Yep. I miss the auxiliary events. Um, I really miss going to nine marks at nine on on Monday and Tuesday night. Would have mm-hmm. some events, uh, panel discussions, uh, Baptist Twenty One and for the Church at Midwestern. Uh, both uh, Baptist Twenty One is a separate entity. Then you have for the Church at Midwestern. Mm-hmm. They would have lunches. Uh, North American Mission Board always puts on a wonderful send luncheon where they mm-hmm. support uh, a pastor. They're always doing some things. Just they love on pastors and love on churches. And they always give out some of the best swag. And so yeah. uh, my kids are missing the swag. When they get to go, they go around with their book sacks to all the vendors and uh, exhibitors, and they come home with T-shirts and, and like water that. bottles and Frisbees and balls and all kind of stuff. And I'm missing the free books. Yeah. Uh, I'm missing the fellowship. Um, this was going to be a, an important convention. You know, president, you know, we vote on president every year, but... At least since the Great Commission or, or, or the Great uh, the, the 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 conservative resurgence, um, there hasn't been many second term presidents uh, been opposed. Right now, at least even within the ten years I've been going, and so uh, since two thousand ten, so I, that was an important issue that was going to be addressed this year. Uh, we're in an election year, and and who who you have in that position could could, could matter. Yeah, um, definitely. And so I missed that. Yeah, and I really, really enjoyed uh, J.D. Greer's um, speech, or presidential speech last week. Yeah, you know, he, he did a really good job. He uh, did. I may not always agree with J.D. Greer. Um, he's taken some backlash from people that have taken sound bites mm-hmm. from what he said. Yeah. Uh, and not the full clip. And you knew that was coming. You do. You do. I mean. Maybe he could have used a different wording, but but yeah, I, I but. feel like J.D. Greer has led our convention well these past yes. two years and going on three years, you know. Yeah. So getting into some of the Southern Baptists, just in, in the, uh, the Southern Baptist Convention, um, just some of the questions that, that we have as far as why we're Southern Baptists, what does the Southern Baptist Convention do? Uh, we've talked about that that type of stuff. So, um, can a church lose its autonomy if it becomes Southern Baptist? Absolutely not. Okay. Uh, the way I like to describe it, and the way it's been described to me, uh, is, is the Southern Baptist Convention is like an upside down pyramid. Mm-hmm. Okay. So instead of instead of you have church, instead of the churches being on the bottom, and then you have a tiered from the top of. Uh, 
rule or, or authority coming down to the churches and telling the churches what to do, that, that doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so the Baptist Convention, we are autonomous. And so the, the churches are at the top. And then you have the you go from churches to then associations and then state convention and ultimately national conventions, convention. And so the churches will never lose their autonomy. No one can come to Big Level Baptist Church or any Southern Baptist Church and tell us how to operate, how to organize, uh, how to how to do what we want, right? We, we are autonomous. Now, now we can be disfellowshipped. A church can be disfellowshipped if they're acting outside of the Baptist Faith and Message 2000. Okay. But, but that's not telling that church what to do. They're just saying, hey, we're not going to fellowship with you. So no, a church cannot and will not lose its autonomy as a Southern Baptist church. Cool. Um, what makes a church Southern Baptist? You know, that's an interesting question. Some will say holding to the Baptist Faith and Message 2000, okay. which should be, absolutely. Basically, if a church gives to the cooperative program or through the cooperative program, um, now it varies. You know, it's, it's a little bit easier to affiliate because you're not a member. Uh, we're not a member of the Southern Baptist Convention. We affiliate with the Southern right. Baptist Convention. Okay. The Southern Baptist Convention only operates two days a week or only two days exist. A year. Two, yeah, I'm sorry, only exist two days a year. You're right. Uh, that's when we're in convention. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so what makes a Southern Baptist church is, is, is one, do we align with the Baptist faith, with the Baptist faith, faith, faith message? Right. Two, do we, do we cooperate? Now, it's a little bit harder to get into associations and become a member of the association. You... There's watch care in a local association, mm-hmm. and um, there's which which should be because that's where if a church is acting outside of the Baptist faith and message or doing things that just don't align with what we believe, mm-hmm. that association is going to be the first lines of saying, "Hey, this isn't right," and right. working with that church. Right. But uh, so yeah, believe what we believe and give through the cooperative program. So doctrinally and cooperatively. Yeah. All right. So what about? Churches. So how many churches are involved in our Southern Baptist Convention? Yeah, as I, as I noted earlier, according to 2019 Southern Baptist Convention statistical summary that just came out a few weeks ago, there are 47,530 Southern Baptist churches, which is up 74 from the previous year. Okay. But when we look at... Um, the number of Southern Baptists, and I'm trying to find that number, um, total, total Southern Baptist members uh, in 2019 is 14,525,579, but that's down from 2018. Mm. 2018, there were 14,800, 14,800,000. 113,000. And so we're down in total members, but yet we're up in churches. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, I think there's a lot of variables to that. Uh, You look at most church roles, you may, a church may say they have 5,000 people in the role and may have 200 show up. Right. You know, and so at I'm not certain, you know, there's, if, if I'm not mistaken, there's several thousand churches that did not even report. And so some of these numbers are skewed and it's really hard to, 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 to get, but um, we're, we're steadily seeing decline in our convention, yeah. both in churches 
and in church members and in church attendance. I, I want to say I read a statistic, and I don't know, somebody may fact check me on this, but our statistics was like uh, the weekly average attendance was only around 5, 000, 5, million, 5 million people. Out of the 14 million on the roll? Out of 14 million on the roll. Wow. Right? Um, that's a little staggering. Now, yeah. I think some of that falls back to unger- unregenerate church membership, mm. and and we need to get back to the, you know, w- Churches hold to regenerate church membership. You, you yep. profess faith in Jesus, you're born again, and you live transformed. Mm, and so, I'm getting involved. Right, right. Um, now, our baptism numbers. When we look at our Southern Baptist Convention, I think this is one that we we really need to we really need to take a close look at and see what can we do to change this because baptisms reflect salvation. Right. You know, and so we are down ten percent. All really more ten ten point six percent. No, no, excuse me. We're down 4.34%, down 10,694 10, baptisms from 2018 to 2019. Mm-hmm. We baptized 10,000 less people this year. Wow. That's really, really staggering. Yeah. Um, now, I know people say, well, the variables, and I get that, but, but come on. I don't care what the variables are. We're still down 10 based on the numbers we have. Now, I'm not saying we have, give people false sense of, of, of assurance. I'm not saying we manipulate people because I think that's sinful. But, but why are our numbers down? And what can we do to increase mm. uh, baptism? Because if we increase baptism, we're increasing, we're seeing more people get saved. Yeah. So, so are we seeing less people get saved is why we're seeing less baptisms? That's, that's the, what I take away from that. And how do we change that? How do we become more evangelistic in our churches? How do we become how do we become more evangelistic in our convention? You know, I am so thankful for the discipleship movement uh, that we've seen, and I have a heartbeat for discipleship. And I believe we are to be disciple makers. In fact, I believe the whole mission of the church is to glorify God and to make disciples, according to Matthew twenty-eight. Mm-hmm. But but we cannot de-emphasize evangelism. We can't say, well, just focus on discipleship. Don't focus on evangelism. Right. We can't make disciples if we don't evangelize. Believers have been called to share the gospel. And we see it in Matthew 28 that the participles are the way we go about making disciples. The imperative is to make disciples. And the way we do that is by going. It's sharing the gospel. It's proclaiming the good news of Jesus. Jesus declares in, in Acts 1.8, you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, to the ends of the earth. God, God has called and commanded every born-again believer to be gospel carriers. But if you're listening to this, I want you to think about this for a second. When's the last time you told somebody the good news of Jesus Christ? And I don't, I don't just mean you said, can I pray for you? Or, or uh, let me invite you to church. When's the last time you took them from being... From, from God being holy to uh, the brokenness of mankind because of sin and hope in Jesus alone who died and rose again and that salvation is found only in Him and called them to respond. Yeah. If we, if we have just the numbers, if we have just 5 million church attenders, if 5 million people reached one person, that's why I'm so thankful for J.D. Greer pushing the Hoosier one. If five million people reached one person in 2020 with the gospel of Jesus Christ and got them assimilated into the local church, our church numbers would double. Hmm. 
We would go from having 5 million in attendance to having 10 million. But even if, even if only one-fifth of our church attenders said, I'm going to share the gospel, we would increase by a million people. Yeah. I, I don't know. We, we've got to get passionate about evangelism as part of the discipleship process. That's why I'm thankful that NAM has put out the three circles, one of the best evangelism tools I've ever implemented in my own life. That's what we use here. Yeah. And so as I look at our Southern Baptist Convention, I'm so thankful that I'm a part of the Southern Baptist Convention. But I do have, I do have concerns, not about, there's, I don't believe there's a theological drift in our convention, as some are saying. I just don't see it. Do, do I see disagreements on some things? Yes. But I don't think it, I don't think it, it, it breaks our umbrella of the Baptist Faith and Message 2000. Mm-hmm. But I do have concern in this decline. Right. We're seeing 10,000 people less baptized in a year. That, that's concerning to me, and we got to do something about that. Yeah. And that starts on a church level. I'm not expecting the Southern Baptist Convention to come out and say, okay, this is what you do. Now go, go, and we're going to see the numbers increase. Now, they help us. They help provide tools but it just falls on the churches. It falls on yeah, us pastors as encouraging our church members to evangelize. But we can't just tell people to evangelize. We as pastors, listen, if we have 47,000 churches and there's 47,000 pastors, every single one of us pastors, and that's just pastors. When you think about multiple staff members, mm. so if we just bring that up to, to 100,000 staff members plus in, in Southern Baptist churches, if every single one of us, and every single one of us should be reaching at least one person with the gospel, there's no reason for our numbers to be down like that. No. You're right. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, you're right. We have to be um, faithful, faithful in his evangelists. Yeah, and I think you're exactly right with our churches. That starts, it starts with our staff, and it starts just in the classrooms as far as our discipleship processes go, our Sunday school classes go, um, however your church is doing that. Yeah. Um, you know, and just and getting the word out to hey, like this is our this is our job. This is what yeah. Matthew twenty eight has called us to do is to make disciples and to share the gospel. Right. That's right. Um, especially in our climate right now, which is just it's, it's crazy right now. But uh, seeing the gospel spread through this whole COVID nineteen, it, it's probably spread more now than uh, probably before. I would I, think. I think so. Yeah. You just look at our statistics on YouTube. Now, we can't go by that completely. Right. But our numbers, based off of our, our WXXV25, we were able to have a, you know, a segment there and had 320 homes watching. Right. Uh, but then you take our YouTube account and, and we averaged us, you know, about 100 over the whole time. Uh, watching each week, some weeks it was it was up to two hundred, uh, but we also have you know, what fifteen or so percent of that is international watching. Yeah, and so, so yeah, if you look at it, it it is kind of it's kind of different. Now, by no means is our church <laughs> big as far as audience goes, but right. we have seen a uh, influx of new listeners, new people watching um, since the COVID has started, since we've kind of been pushing. Online, and so your church may be reaching a lot more um, through the digital age than it may have in the past, mm. um, which is really cool to see us utilize technology in that way. Yeah, technology um, can be very much of a positive. Mm-hmm. There are people today that would never have been on social media, no. um, but 
they're standing in front of a camera, they're preaching the gospel, and the word of God is going forth. And so I'm thankful for that. So, so yeah, when we think about our statistics, I, I just, my heart breaks when I looked at this, this looked at this this week, yeah. uh, and and I think about the number of pastors and. And then even you, you stretch that out and think about every seminary student. One of the things I appreciate about New Orleans and their Caskey program is, is those Caskey students uh, are sharing the gospel and they're reporting on sharing the gospel. And so it, it, if we just start with the staff and sharing the gospel, the pastor sharing the gospel, encouraging the church, the church starts sharing the gospel, we can see an uptick. So, And if you're out there listening, we encourage you to share the gospel with somebody this week. That's right. If you say, if you, say you know, uh, Dusty Connor, I don't know how to share the gospel. You know what you could do? You call us. You go to BigLevelBaptist.com. Yeah. Uh, you get our phone number. You call us. You email us. You go to our Facebook page, uh, Running in Pursuit, uh, or you can go to our Facebook page, Big Level Baptist Church in Wiggins. And, and we will get the tools in your hands to share the gospel. That's right. So, so yeah, Connor, I, 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 you know, as we think about the Southern Baptist Convention, I am... Um, I'm really excited about being part of the Southern Baptist Convention. Uh, I'm thankful to be part of the Southern Baptist Convention. I believe what we do is very necessary. Yeah. Um, and, and I believe and I pray that we are, are successful in global missions in the long run. Uh, I just pray that we can be faithful now um, in unity yeah. with the spread of the gospel. And get excited for Nashville. Next year, yeah, yeah. Look, I'm I'm looking as soon as I can get a room booked at the <laughs> Opryland Hotel. I'm getting it, or or uh, Gaylord, yeah, yep. whichever it is. Uh, we're gonna go ahead and book it. I think I, maybe August I can start booking. There you go. And so um, I can make sure I don't plan youth camp during then. So speaking of youth camp, we were supposed to go to youth camp last week, uh, leaving Sunday and coming back Friday. We we're gonna go to. Uh, Windermere Conference Center. Yeah, you're going to be going the week of the convention. Right. Yeah. yeah, so Mike is going to be in youth next year. So you cannot okay. have camp the same week of the Southern Maps Convention. Oh, I might have to do that just to just to pull your leg. Well, here's the thing. He just won't <laughs> go to camp. Oh, no, I'm just No, he's going to go to camp. No, he will go with, he, he'll go with us at the Southern Baptist Convention. Oh, no, man. No, it's good, man. Um, but, yeah, so we are we're kind of bummed out, but looking forward to the future. Um, yeah, excited about getting. Last week was our first week back together in person, so it was, um, it was awesome just to see everybody. Yeah, you know, you it's know. been a rough year. Yeah, uh, especially for our seniors. You, you, this too will pass. That's all I keep telling myself. Yeah, yeah. this too will pass. Yeah. So. so, friends, until next time, let us make much of Jesus, making disciples wherever we are, running in pursuit of Christ.